I hope you can see me. Hi. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'm Mike Morales. You are listening and watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our platforms. I'm here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there is? Eric Zandonan, Vancouver, Washington. Ah, ground zero, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have been social distancing uh, as as the government has required us to do, but we've been doing that anyway. So, but we drink and we social distance. And tonight we have one that you may or may not have seen. Okay, yeah. it's called Toro de Lidia. Uh, los toros de, toros de Lidia. What what that refers to is um, uh, purebred. Uh, bulls for bullfighting. These are these are okay. that's the term that they use when when they um, uh, when bulls are are um, are raised and bred for bullfighting, which uh, is kind of frowned upon now these days. But it has yeah. been it, it has a long heritage in 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 Mexico. And uh, this I, I want to before we go into the stats and stories, I want to make sure that this is actually from the same distillery uh the cool part oh this is kosher hey right on 1531 mm -hmm. uh, and it is imported by wt imports who was nice enough yep rivesca it is the same uh uh in it's the same distillery that brought us what we fell all over ourselves in Rajon. so uh let's before we go into those stats and stories uh i'm gonna Let's just pour it and taste it and see what we got, man. I'm going to use my carrito for tequila. And we just broke the seal on it. Um, you might be able to see this neck tag. It actually won a, uh, I believe that is a silver medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2017. So it's not a slouch. No. Have you ever been a judge at the San Francisco show? No, no. It's a... Uh... You have to have good negotiating skills to, to yeah. be it, from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, they it's have a, a, it's a more elite group, I would say. Elite group? What? Yeah. No, man, that's not, that has nothing to do with elitism. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I, I think that's code for, that's your safe word, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, I've got some really pretty legs and tears. Yeah, uh, very natural. You know, it's just it's just running, not not cl not clinging too much. Mm -hmm. But um, you're using your handy dandy Glen Cairn. That's right. Oh wow, nice nose on that though. Mm -hmm. Now this is this is an this is an eighty proof, right? Yeah, yeah, forty percent, forty percent alcohol or eighty proof. Some interesting things, uh, you know, that they tell us in the cell sheet that um, they use, uh, they don't use any added yeast during fermentation. It's all spontaneous or natural fermentation, which you don't see a lot in tequila, but more in, say, like artisanal mezcal. So um, get a nice, real, like, tropical fruit character going on in the nose. It's uh, it it's um, uh, it's much it's not muted, which is really interesting because the the it the the aromas that I'm getting normally mm. 
we picked up in in a in a tequila with a higher ABV with a higher yeah. alcohol content, and this is just right there. Yeah, it's not hiding; it's right there in front of you. Yeah, it's got some nice like minerality going on in the nose. There's a little bit of like sort of like cooked sweet potato, something sweet, baked, super baked. baked. Um, you know that's what that's yeah. what agave smells like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It smells like I tell people what you know who have never smelled it. I said, Yeah. Imagine pumpkin pie. Imagine you're walking into a bakery and, and it's Thanksgiving season and everybody's baking pumpkin pie. Yeah. That's what it smells like. Yeah. So that that's all there on the nose. All but right, well light body to it. So let's let's drink. Yeah, let's drink it. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh wow. Wow. So it's got a lot going on. It's really nice flavor. Yes. Got some sweetness to it. Finish has a dry minerality um towards the back end. Mid palate, there's just a lot of fruit. Yes, like, a lot of like orange juice and maybe like guava, something kind of slightly tropical. Mango, maybe? Would you say mango or or not? Mm, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe slightly well, underripe mango. Yeah. Um, the longer I held it in my in my palate before swallowing, the more the sweeter it became. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't hot. There's not a real lot of hot pepper, you know, no. uh, like on the back end or anything like no. that. And, and um, I'm kind of dumbfounded because, like you said, that there's only one other tequila, maybe two, that I know of. Actually, probably only one that uses fiber when they ferment. Mm. That's uh, Fortaleza. But mm -hmm. Fortaleza is made with, with a Taona. Yeah. To my knowledge, this is not. No, they, uh, from what I've read uh, elsewhere, they are using a roller mill. Okay. All right. That's cool. But if they're using the, if they're using the fibers to ferment, then it's natural fermentation. It just takes longer. So it, yeah. it, it, it stands to reason that, you're, that pumpkin pie, that, that, that baked yeah. potato yam, Thing that you're getting is yeah. from the fibers yeah i think there's a lot really positive going on here though to be honest i do feel like the 40 percent is a touch low for it i think if this came in even at like 41 or 42 the flavor intensity would be a lot better it's good there's a lot of really nice flavors here but I just feel like it's just a tad shy of like really being like really wowing me. But I well, like it. I like it. But it's just I think it's just like it's, it's toned down. You're saying a little, it's toned down. a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is the stable mate to Rejon. Yeah. And Rejon uh, were were. And we hot. love that. That was forty six, and so you yeah, know, that was yeah. You know, 
Yeah, uh, across the board too, which was yeah. you know I kept messing it up because I thought that all the other ones, but it but it's at a higher ABV. Um, this reminds me, and I thought it would. I hadn't had any. I mean, you can tell yeah. I haven't touched it. When it was brought to my attention, there's a, a small distributor in um, uh, in South Texas that brought it to me and said, "I want you to taste this." I've got, he had several bottles from from one importer. Yeah. Um, I have sub subsequently gotten uh, more in touch with the importer, and uh, I, when we saw Rejon and we tasted it, we loved it. And I said, you know, this reminds me a lot of Regional years and years ago that was the stable mate to Azunia when they both came from the same distillery. As yeah. far as I know, Regional is no longer made. Um, and this is what I thought it that's. Uh, Azunia was even softer than this, and Azunia was was made in Amatitan, uh, where this tequila is coming from. The the the, the gnome uh, on this, just to just to give you some particulars on this, um, the uh, the gnome is uh, let's see here, fifteen thirty one. It is uh, Rivesca bottled and produced at Rivesca SA. Uh, I believe there's only a handful of th their own brands that are coming out of this distillery. Mm -hmm. uh, this is an 80, 80 proof. Um, I hadn't noticed until until a little while ago that the Blanco is considered kosher. It is it is certified kosher, which yeah. makes me feel good. Um, yeah. And uh, it is they're calling it Lowlands, but I know it's a valley. Uh, it's not. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. So, it, agaves take six to eight years to mature. Uh, all the labels are hand are hand, hand rolled, and yeah, the uh, the um, they say that the Rivesca, um they ferment for seven to ten days. Yeah. Um, so there's something going on in the flavor that it took me a little bit to kind of put my finger on, and I think I got it. Okay. So if you've ever had um, sake or sochu, which is basically a distilled rice spirit with right. others, there's a there's a there's a real light like melon character in the tequila that's reminiscent of that. And what I think might be going on is in sake and sochu production, they're using a, a fungus to basically, or like a mold, to break right. down the starch and so that it can be fermented and all that. So with the natural fermentation, I think what might be partly going on is I've seen in, say, like in Oaxaca, after the agaves are roasted, some mescaleros will leave the agaves out and let them mold a little bit, which continues to break down some of the fibers and some of the, sh the residual sugars mm -hmm. and make it more fermentable. And it adds complexity to the flavor. And so I'm not saying they're adding mold <laughs> during their fermentation, no. but there's something very natural going on that's not probably not just regular yeast, but other things going on that during the fermentation process that's contributing to this like really light, bright flavor that it has, which I think is really nice. Yes. And is reminiscent to me of these like rice spirits where they're using koji as the as as like the starch breakdown mechanism yeah, yeah. so anyway it's just a thought uh, something i'm getting in the nose and on the palate that i thought was really interesting well uh, you know you're we're 
let me ask you this, okay? I know I have um, I, one of my favorite videos that um, that I have is of um, uh, Ron Cooper explaining mm-hmm. uh, what um, the the elements in the air and the environment that affect open air fermentation. And he right. said every every thousand meters or something. Every uh, I have to relook at the video again. Yeah. Um, but every so many meters, there's other elements in the air that affect mm-hmm. open air fermentation. And so, uh, yeah. are you a believer in that? Uh, because I have heard, for instance, that uh, some of the flavor profiles in open air fermentation, like at um, Vivanco, Gnome 1414, that the secret to some of the, the flavor profiles is, is all the orange trees, the citrus trees in the environment yeah. that add to that so there's no telling that's why i asked you about mango or some, because mangoes are grow everywhere right. i know cofradia is surrounded by mango trees for instance mm-hmm. you know you'll find that some of these distilleries are very quiet places very very beautiful orchards that grow there not just their agave yeah. but surrounding the distillery because everything in the atmosphere if they're going to open air ferment ferment and not add yeah. yeast that that is also going to affect the environment. Would you say that that like the mescaleros, you know, whatever's in the environment, would you say that there maybe there, there maybe there's some fruit tree or some element it, where the distillery is that is affecting the the fermentation? And yeah, that, yeah. That so it's it's the environment does play a role in you know what's happening with during fermentation with the, the spontaneous or natural ferment. So whether there's, you know, say there's trees around, but say it's spring, so they're blooming, you know, that's going to affect, you know, the yeast that's floating through the air versus, you know, when it's wintertime and more things are dormant. Did they have a rainstorm recently? Did it not? Has it been dry for a while? Like all those things, like when you, especially when I was talking with Mescaleros, all of those elements, seasonal elements change things in addition to like the surrounding flora around the distillery, you know, it would have an impact. Um, so yeah, all that I think is at play, which is why I think if you can commit to natural fermentation, there's so much potential for incredible flavor development that you just won't get with a commercial yeast. And so, um, and that's one of the, the beauties of, fermenting and distilling things is that when you have nature playing this role and, you know, lending its hand and you sort of guiding, guiding it along in sort of the best way possible, then, you know, you get, you can get some fantastic results. Um, would, you, would you agree with me then that this is a brand of promise nominee? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think this is a really nice example of a Blanco tequila, really bright. It's got some nice acidity on it. So even like, after you've had a sip, like you want to come back to it. Um, it just doesn't like you put it down. You're like, eh, let's take it or leave it. Right. No, it's, it's inviting you to come back. It's, I think it's really well made. Just my only like quibble again, it's very small is I think if it was just a little bit stronger, the flavor intensity would be much better though. I think it's, it's the flavors that are here are really nice. 
Yeah, uh, I think it's very complex. Uh, it's very approachable, very sippable. Um, I think also by the same token, you it would do really well, like in, in a refreshing, you know, with a Paloma or yeah. you know um, soda. I think, yeah. I think the flavor profile is strong enough to stand up to. to yeah, to this with um, soda and like a little squeeze of lime, like that would be fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. That's that's our our first take on Toro de Lidia. Yeah, that's it. And you have a you have the dark bowl. Oh no, I have a dark bowl too. <laughs> Your bowl is a lot darker than mine. What is that about? But it's uh, the camera. I think that's what it is. I, I think so. It might be. Yeah. It might be the, <laughs> there we go. You, Clear you, bottles look really pretty in person. They're hard to capture through the cameras. Yeah, they look completely different in the camera. But anyway, that's that's our take on Toro de Lidia Blanco. That's a, a 80 proof. Uh, it's from what my understanding is from what I, I heard uh, from the uh, uh, importer yesterday. And I'm, I'm going to read this for you so that um, so that people here in Texas can can figure out where they can get it. Um, it is, uh, let's see here. He told me, oh, here we go. Uh, Alamo City uh, may have it. Also, um, Sam's Liquor in Laredo. Uh, and uh, New York City has Rejon, uh, but uh, specs all over Texas. So uh, if you can find it online, and I'm, and I'm sure we fell all over ourselves because of the pricing. So I'm sure that this, this pricing has got to be yeah than that um and for a, a beautiful sipper I, i'd say go get it just yeah. just back up the truck and you know take them all off the, <laughs> off the shelf take it pretend it's toilet paper and get it all off the shelf <laughs> oh my god uh i'm mike morales you've been listening and watching to sipping off the cuff of tequila aficionado media i'm here in san antonio that gentleman out there is eric zandone vancouver washington don't forget to like and hit the notification bell if you're watching us on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to us as well. Do that. And hey, whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Zip wisely.